the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. Yes, here we are. Welcome to the USL show. I am being joined by two very, very special people as always. You guys know them. You guys love them. Maybe. Let's go to the man out in Sacramento first. Pony, my guy, how are you doing? Pretty good, although love me is mm. not usually a common thing most people have in store when talking about me. They begrudgingly tolerate Hey, you know what? Sometimes being tolerated is marginally better than being hated. And that's all that matters. There we go. And the man who seems to be at everything and everywhere and has all the news nope. all the time. Nope, nope, nope. Evan. Mm-hmm. Wow. How you doing, um, man? Hey there, brother. Uh... Yeah, I listen. I you know I get it. Pony's whole thing is that there's a large group of people that are normally based in Kentucky that don't necessarily love him or his opinion. Well, they they don't love his opinions. I, I don't want to say they don't love him. Um, I I'm not usually the person that downplays any of the um, uh, accolades or lack thereof that I get only because they don't come around very often. Um, but I I don't know like what was it the guy with all the news that's not that's not right wait if you if you really wanted to 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 hype me up in an introduction I'm already rambling you could have said the only person right now in this podcast that's been blocked by Brian Strauss um and uh no, that's really about it um uh, but hi good to good to to talk to you as always and it's weird. After, um, God, oh Christ, five years of doing this to have someone else say that? Well, I guess this is the segue and this is the official announcement because I made yeah. a somewhat ominous post on Twitter without putting a name to it. Yeah. Um, like how you introduced yourself in this podcast without saying your name. Correct. I was going to get to that at the very end. You're really good at being kind of uh, around but not known. Uh, it's the anonymous thing. Which is I, good. That's the USL show way. Like, people know who you are, but, like, eh, I mean, it's not going to get you anywhere. Listen, I think I'm the only person in, in the USL world that talks into a microphone that talks about as thick as I do. So it, it's, true. it's not a secret of who I am. By the way, I'm Kara Hodges, there you go. the new host yeah. of the USL show. Um, very, very small shoes to fill. I mean, I don't know. I, mm -hmm. I, when it was brought up to me of just doing it, I I was smiling so hard, like I couldn't even believe I was even considered, let alone extended an offer to do this. I've been yeah, listening to the show. Sound like it's a really official thing. I, we should have done this earlier. This is really you're making us sound like we know what we're doing. Listen, all yeah. I'm saying is that I've been listening to the show for a long time, and yeah, this is just huge for me. So thank cool. you for listening, and 
we're going to be trying a lot of new things, but hey, in the end, the USL is the USL is the USL. It's going to be a fuster clock always and forever, and some things will just stay the same. And as some things stay the same, some things are different, and there are new champions in the USL. They're good, man. What about that 3-1 victory for Orange County? Uh, there's a lot of places to start, but for me, it's shock. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. How about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, ex- I didn't expect Tampa Bay to just destroy them, but I think we all expected Tampa Bay to win. I think most of us had it like, oh, Tampa 1 0 or 2 1 type scenario. Uh, I. It's, it's weird that Ronaldo Thomas ended up there in a free. Yeah, because uh, I think if anyone knew that he was going to do that um, in the in the final for the championship, they may they maybe not they they wouldn't have let him go for free. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, just and, and not the most like intense press. I don't think that beat Tampa Bay. Um, but it worked out. Um, and and I don't know. I maybe not having Evan Loro affected <laughs> Tampa more than you know you'd like to think, but it didn't necessarily yeah, I mean, feel super uncomfortable for uh, for Orange County. Yeah, I'd say yes and no to the Loro thing where. I mean, let's be honest, he might have got to the second goal mm. that was scored, and that's probably about it, because the first goal was just a completely uncharacteristic breakdown of Tampa in the back, which was they just gifted a free goal to Orange County. Mm-hmm. And the third goal was one that maybe one or two keepers in this league get to on that free kick, and that's maybe one or two. So, I mean, the second goal, again, it wasn't a, wasn't a keeper mistake. It was one where it's hard to get to, but I think there are a few keepers at the level who might be able to pull it off. I mean, Orange County capitalized and took advantage. And I think even more than those goals, the biggest moment of that match was the PK save. If that yeah. PK was not saved, yeah. Tampa wins, period. I don't think Tampa loses that game if that, that was scored. Because Tampa, this whole season, not only was undefeated when scoring first, they never even drew a game. They won every single game all season long, including playoffs if they scored first. And if they went up 1-0, I think that continued. Yeah, I mean, going back to Rosarena in goal, A, it's weird to say the name of Rosarena and it talking about soccer. It, just a really strange thing. I mean, congratulations mm-hmm. to him. I think the biggest place that they missed Lauro was not the goal stopping. I think you saw how much Lauro communicates in goal because mm-hmm. you saw a lot of dysfunction. Not a lot, but like small uncharacteristic things. I think the extreme is the goal that <laughs> whatever that was. And but you also saw a lot of times where maybe someone in the back line or even in the defensive midfield would be in a slightly wrong position and allow a free run in. And it didn't result in a goal, but it resulted in pressure where you didn't see that before earlier this season. And I think high pressure situation with someone who didn't have a lot of time in goal 
with someone who I think a Rosarena is Cuban, so maybe isn't completely fluent in English either, or maybe doesn't communicate the same way that Laura would, and it takes that half second longer for his defenders to decipher what was said and mm-hmm. i don't mean that in a harsh way but like mm-hmm. different different verbiage takes sure, a little yeah. bit longer to figure things out well and i mean I think, even you get used to one guy in the net for you um all year and then automatically in the most important game that you're playing it's somebody else like that would throw anybody off like it's it's the difference between yelling there's a man on and one on like mm. It's, it's small things like that that they mean the same thing that in a high pressure situation like the USL finals, that half second maybe turns into one second and one second turns into a goal. And I mm-hmm. think we saw that a lot during the USL finals, which, you know, the way Loro got injured, I, you couldn't see me because we don't usually release like the video stuff of this. But man, I was laughing. <laughs> it, it's so funny. It is so funny, but I agree with you, Pony, or Mayo's Evan. I don't remember. Uh, if that you're right that, on both counts. Well, that's true. If yeah, that penalty so. goes, if that penalty goes in, I this feels like a completely different conversation. That said, what do you think yeah, he was I laughing mean, about? Oh, what do you think he was smiling and laughing about beforehand? Cause, y'all have y'all seen the video? Yeah, Where, yeah. I, um, oh man, I want to come up with a real answer, but I can't. <laughs> um, what's what do you got? Just <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Charlotte's I got nothing. Charlotte's impending drop to League One. <laughs> uh, Jamie Vardy getting worked over uh, by the ownership of the former Rhinos. Uh, he uh, knew. He, he knew the about absurdity uh, of the everything. He already knew about OKC before the players did. He just thought it was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. texted him. They're like, "Hey, listen, they're really on hiatus." And he was like, "Oh, we've seen that before." Um, uh, you should have introduced me as, or, or you should have introduced Pony and I both as like men that have outlasted entire franchises. I mean, they're not dead. They're just in a coma. Right, right. It's, yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, let's be honest. You, you podcast for one year and have outlasted one of these franchises. That's fair. Right. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Uh, I was gonna try to make that something about how he was laughing at like uh, Brendan Burke not being coach of the year. So then you could just have your segue into the awards. But of all. Boy, what a segue is this? Congra- you, it's, you should do this hosting thing. That's crazy. Um, you know, it feels like I've been there before. <laughs> so let's talk about the awards. And yeah, I feel like it's pretty unanimous. Besides, in the USL front o- or front office, that the coach of the year is definitely wrong. What? What? What's kind of? Is, is that a unanimous decision across all of us as well? I think so. Well, do you want to? I know it's really hard to find the the uh, awards 
within the USL website because right now, if you click the news tab and then you go and scroll down and you hit awards, it will show you 2018's USL <laughs> season I, I awards. Out, I found the same thing out 20 minutes ago when Earl's starting this podcast. Which is hilarious because... Oh, yeah. I, I've been looking as well. and You know? Yeah. Nothing wrong with the 2018 end of the year awards, but FC Cincinnati is no longer in this league, so that doesn't help anybody. Well, they crushed um, this league, to be fair. And that was also a nice little, like, oh, look, Kaler will still have to deal with some bullshit. Um, I found the two runners up. <laughs> I have, well, I have all of them in front of me because I Googled the one, so I know the answer to the most valuable player December 1st, unless the most valuable player is December 1st. Which Congratulations to December 1st. A really big year for December 1st. Um <laughs> So, because no one else can find it, I will rattle them off. Goalkeeper of the year, Evan Loro. Defender of the year, Forrest Lasso. Coach of the year, Neil Collins. Young player of the year, Jonathan Gomez. And then your MVP this year, uh, Haji Berry. Oh, I might have found the runners-up for coach of the year. Oh. At least since the top two runners-up. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. We know That's who those gentlemen all do. So... Yeah, I think it kind of. I, well, I mean, I think you could argue coach of the year. Is it the coach that kind of did the most with what they had, like and exceeded expectations? And I think both of those other guys. Is it the, right, and and or is it the coach? If you had a new team and could take any coach in the USL, who would you want? And those are not always the same person. It's the Indy Eleven Coach of the Year award. <laughs> goes to goes to Mark Lowry. <laughs> Please save us. Uh. Yeah, I listen, I know the guy decently well. I know the guy as well as you can know somebody in the relationship that we had for the years that we had it. So I'm always going to say that I think Brenda Burke did a phenomenal job at Colorado Springs in his first year, but also I kind of expected it. So, um, you know, I, I like it when people that I like win things, and it would have been very nice to see him win the thing. Um... But I understand, like, I don't know, there's something to be said about Mark Lowry apparently being so good of a head coach at uh, Locomotive that Indy 11 went, please come fix this. Here's, I don't know, a bigger budget or something, and you can bring the guys that you want to bring with you. Um, and honestly, I felt vindicated after I said that I don't think Neil Collins should win Coach of the Year. He probably heard this, went, he's right, and then they lost the championship. Uh, yeah, I mean, seems to sum it up. Uh, pretty well, I think. Yeah. I think Neil Collins just sat there and was like, "Dang, you're right. I was coach of the year," and then was just kind of mailed it in. You know, something I didn't mention about the finals, which I thought I mentioned this, but I forgot, was on the last podcast I mentioned the fact that the the key to victory was purple nurples, and. As it turns out, Tampa Bay heard this, and they went for the Purple Nurple, but instead they ended up losing. Just like Evan told me, if if Orange County decided to Purple Nurple Forest Lasso, that they would lose. Tampa Bay decided to Purple Nurple first, and Tampa Bay lost. So I guess that was bad advice on my end, but man, it was entertaining. So Neil Collins was listening to this podcast, and he was like, boys, we know the way to victory. Find the nipple and twist. It's always fun when any team just has that kind of shit houseery mm-hmm. move out of nowhere. It's like the, well, I mean, like why? <laughs> it's funny. It's stupid, but why? 
the fortitude, I don't even remember who it was that got twisted, but the fortitude to have to be in the middle of a high stakes game like that, mm-hmm. get attacked and not punch the other person in the face is outstanding. Yeah. Although it would have been really funny if someone got a yellow card for being for a person. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that goes into the official logbook, but um, pro, I mean, is that like endangering violence? the opponent? Pro rel or pro refs have to have to go out and write a whole write up about it, which I would love to see how they would write. It that would up. be would they call it the quote unquote purple nurple or well that would be that would be the perfect storm. So it's a it's a yellow card for endangering the opponent, and then in the not that these exist, but in the. Uh, in the media pool after, whoever the pool reporter is that gets to ask the referee the question would have to ask about the purple rule, and then the referee would have to respond. Now, the bad news is they, they get to respond in text, so you wouldn't actually hear a pro referee go, well, yeah, I mean, he gave him a purple nurple. So I don't think we're getting our best life here. We're getting variations on what could be our best life. I don't know. I think reading the text of how he, how whoever the PR person is having to figure this out, like topping out, he grabbed the nipple and twisted it. Now that's aggressive. Should we just call it the quote-unquote purple nurple? Uh, that's pretty yeah. immature. Like, having to figure out how to walk that line the purple nipple, maybe that was a little weird. Yeah. It's just nurple pain. <laughs> when uh, when they give out the award for like best communications staff in USL Championship, are these the kinds of things that they're asking them to do? Probably. This is probably I, like, a lot more of their daily life, and they forgetting like the fact that forgetting the fact that that's not an award that they give out like a like in a competition setting the day of, and that it's kind of for like your body of work as an organization. If it was a competition, I think. Taylor, this is really what we want from you out of this iteration of the USL show. Lobbying for absurd things to happen. <laughs> I mean, look, mm-hmm. this this iteration, this era mm-hmm. of the USL show is fully advocating for what the USL is, and that's chaos. Don't try to fight it, accept it, bring it in. Yep. You want people we want the chaos. You remember that clip that surfaced that always comes around every three months of the two players head fake headbutting each other and falling yep. to the ground? Yeah. Except for the fans of those two teams, everybody else loved it. It's true. And even the fans of those I two teams. have that saved. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I think I was the one who originally created that gift. Oh, boy. <laughs> there was a USL one. So. God, that's uh, one of the greatest moments of all time. Just feed into the chaos that is lower division soccer. Ignore mm-hmm. bad fonts and no continuity between texts. Just go ahead, accept the purple nurples, fake headbutt people, and let's just go on with our life. I'm essentially asking for WWE. Is that too much to ask for? No, that's that's fine. So I have to see if I can find a, now I have to see if I can find and tweet that gift before this podcast has no <laughs> context. So no context needed. No context needed at all. Speaking of people, the person that was saying should get purple nurpled, uh, he was the person that won Defender of the Year, and that was Forrest Lasso, beating out Jonathan Gomez and Paco Craig, which, yeah, I think this one was pretty straightforward. Lasso, I mean, he had he had a howler and an own goal in two games, but, I mean, he was still the best defender all year long. I feel like two bad games do not, or not Is even he- two bad games, two bad moments don't really take away from that. Do we think, like, the big donut lobby paid off USL? No, because Matt Van Okel's big thing mm. is donuts. Like, he is considered to be the quote-unquote donut king, and if Big oh. Donut was involved, he would have oh. beat out Evan Loro. Mmm. Mmm. 
So mm, I, I, I don't think I don't think Big Pastry had anything to do with this one. No, no lobbying from Big Pastry. That's a shame. A little bit, but it's okay. I'm available to to, to be lobbied by Big Pastry, if we're being honest. You know. If if Big Pastry wants to get in on the USL show, I will Now's gladly. I will push whoever you yeah. want me to push. I'll be honest sure. with you. Sure. And we're, then, we're we're buyable. That's the other <laughs> thing we want from Kaylor in this iteration of the USL show. We're buyable. You know, and whether that's merch or actual money or pastries, it, it, you know, whatever so, opinion you want Kaylor to have is is available to you for a nominal fee i am going to throw it out there my wedding is going to be a morning wedding which means we are having pastries for the reception so if big pastry do want do want to come in the clutch i promise you i will push whatever player you want because weddings are expensive please for the love of god um and then uh, one of the people that uh, Forrest Lasso beat out was Jonathan Gomez, who ended up winning the Young Player of the Year, mm-hmm. beating out uh, Jose uh, Galagos and uh, Diego Luna, mm-hmm. which Jonathan Gomez, I mean, going to Real Sociedad, I, I feel like there was the USL didn't really have a choice in the matter. <laughs> yeah, <it's like, laughs> well, we can we could put our name next to you know La Liga here, so let's do that. Um, Even though I thought Galagos was probably the better player. Yeah, but he already won one. Like it, it's old news. We get it. He's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those awards where Gallegos or or Gomes wins, yeah. and no one's going to be upset. Because both of, I mean, again, Luna's really good too. I mean, you can't count him out. But I think it's like the, he kind of got unlucky of being in a season with two of well, probably yeah. the best young players in the history of the USL. I mean, I think Luna probably wins next year almost every other award in history. Yeah. But this year is just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine being Luna right now? And you're like, oh, you're being nominated for play, or young player of the year. Great. Who am I going against? Oh, the guy that just got bought by Real Sociedad and that Galagos dude who's already won this award, I'm pretty sure. Oh, thanks. Great. Thank you, USL. I appreciate it. <laughs> They're like, we got you next year. Don't worry. Maybe. he'll. The 19-year-old will probably be too old at that point. They'll be like, ah, old news. We don't like this guy anymore. Somehow Louisville City has created another wonder kid in their lab. Probably uh, isn't there a bunch of rumors for Luna moving too? Pro- to well, MLS yeah, or I mean, other. But like, if he if he stays there's, there's around, then maybe. Conversations. Maybe, maybe, maybe he goes again. This is going back into just chaos. Mm-hmm. He goes to Rochester. He well, he ends up going to Louisville City, and they just make him just like train with the horses down at the <laughs> Kentucky Derby. They're just like, all right, these are these are the things that our horses can get away with taking. Here are the legal stuff. We're just going to make you train with the horses, and you can touch a ball after about a month or two. And then suddenly he's just faster, stronger. He instead of like topping out at certain sprint speeds, they actually have horsepower as his as his stats. And he wins Young Player of the Year. Somehow gets picked up by PSG because of course. And we move on. Yes, but we'll see. I mean, the future's bright for all three of those kids. I mean, they're 
I mean, it's kind of like their their floor is solid MLS player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting to see Jonathan Gomez in person. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what an absolute freak. I mean, I was able to watch him and Johnny Dean go head-to-head, which... He is the only person I've seen any come anywhere close to controlling Johnny Dean for the Legion. You know, everybody else, he's just that much faster than. He's just that much stronger than. And Jonathan Gomez pretty much held him in check, which that's no slight at Johnny. That's just how amazing Jonathan Dean is. Or Jonathan Dean, wow. Jonathan Gomez is. So big props to him seeing him in person I was like oh I get it yeah I remember back well this is going to kind of date how long I've been watching this league I remember watching Alfonso Davies in person when he was on Whitecaps <laughs> too, and that was just comical not only they realized the kid was like 15 nice. but he was just like clearly the best player on the field mm-hmm. and then finally the best player the best player in the league I Audrey Berry with the least shocking MVP award winner probably ever. I mean, Sebastian had a great season. So did uh, Santi Moore. I mean, just great players, different players than Audrey Berry. But my God, it just, it always looked, it wasn't even like he was working hard to score goals. His foot touched the ball and it went in just because it did. What a freak. Yeah, it was uh, felt like a man playing against boy. Well, and I guess in some cases he kind of was, but a man playing against boys in in the league for a long period of time. Uh, I don't know. I, I expected them to be good because there's a bunch of guys like that that could time in MLS and then come down, and then once they find their footing in USL, it's like, oh shit, he's still pretty good. Um, but that this year was a little bit ridiculous. I also don't. I'd be surprised if he doesn't get at least an offer or two. But uh, does I he have know. a green card? Because I know he's gone in or Guinea, right? Is he he's, from Ghana or is he from um, French Guinea? Guinea. He's okay. Ghanaian, um, but he's got to be um, kind of close because he's been. Yeah, he played college ball here, so like he's. Can't be that far off if he if he wants a screen card. I just I feel like that's the only thing that's going to stop any MLS any MLS owners is just the fact that he wouldn't be eligible. Because how do you look at that and say, oh, that wouldn't translate here? Yes, it right. would. Like, uh, <laughs> yes, well, it would. I mean, <clears throat> listen, there's a there's a lot of that around been, these parts. I've been watching. FC Cincinnati for way too long yeah. in the MLS. What's the worst that happens? He's bad. So is the ownership. So is the team. It's fine. Keller gets it. Random, random FC Cincinnati slander just kind of sprinkled in. Yeah, well, this is also, as I see many of FC Cincinnati scarves hanging above me, it's been a very depressing time to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this, if you just throw on random Cincinnati slander, you'll fit right in as the host yes. here because that was suck it. According to them, my favorite pastime for about the last five years. Suck it, USL memes. There's a there's a Cincy fan in charge of this shit now. Of course. 
Why wouldn't there be? Yeah, yeah to me, Barry Fuck winning you, was going to happen, but I actually was kind of surprised Moira was that far back in voting. Uh, yeah. I thought, it, I mean, I figured Barry would win, but I was wondering if because of his, I mean, Grant, he was great at penalties, but he was our penalty he kicker. Penalty taker. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of inflates the goals, and I thought Moira would have been maybe not a close second, but definitely not third. Mm. I probably would have. I probably would have put more closer to first than third, personally. I think something with that helps Haji Berry's case is that he wasn't just the penalty scorer; he was the one that also drew the penalties. You know, it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like he was just the beneficiary of uh, someone mm. else getting the penalty and then he just puts it away. It wasn't like he was stealing goals; it was all of his effort, and then <laughs> he just put it away. Yeah, I think one of his best aspects is he was really good at being in the right place at the right time. And there's a certain amount of times it happens when you go, that's not a fluke. That's actually, he's not just lucking into the right spot. He is there for a reason. The best game I can think of, and this is something I think everybody should go back and watch this game, was the, uh, it was the Colorado Springs versus Kansas City 2 match because it was a really weird version of Haji Berry that I was confused by and I'm still confused by because the entire match he was he was playing like he hated Kansas City which he probably doesn't like them considering they cut him and said he wasn't worth much but then every single time he scored it was like it was he was so respectful like oh thank you for the opportunity but then whenever it was the run of play again it was like he wanted to kill every single person that was out there and I feel like some of that attitude from after that game went on of every single time he hit the ball, it looked like there was just so much vengeance behind it, but also this level of elegance and respect. And it was really interesting to watch like the kind of dichotomy of man between before goal and after goal. Yeah, I guess the final thing for me for MVP is looking at it, it says 10 different players received a vote. I'd like to know who the seven other players who are not in the top three who got votes were actually. Probably just like... Because, I mean, I'm sure there's at least one name where I go, oh, yeah, they probably are there. And I'm just blanking on who they are. Probably there's got to be one or two that are just really awful ideas, though. Probably There are probably a few that you go, wait, what? Yeah. But If I had to guess, probably, probably a goalkeeper to like Evan Lauro or maybe Caldwell. I could see Caldwell uh, getting an MVP vote by somebody. Um, defender people want to give like someone like a Forrest Lasso or maybe a Jonathan I mean, Gomez some love. Yeah, I think you're going to see have, like Lancaster, Murphy, Brett, all those probably show up on it. Yeah. But it's just kind of interesting ones where it's like the, it's cool you say there are that many people receiving votes, but could you tell us who because now i'm interested and how many votes are there to be had who all is voting on this did they just start polling random people in tampa bay like who's who's voting i didn't even know there were 10 people voting let alone uh it's uh it's uh it's one outside so one non-team media representative from each market the team is in so there's um yeah, how many fucking teams were in this league this year? 32? A few. 34? 60? Whatever. You get the idea. There's there's as many... There's there's one vote for each team in the league. 
uh, so uh, it's a it's a one two three thing. It's like a Google sheet. It's not anything super crazy, but it's it's your MVP pick, your coach of the year pick, your whatever. And I, I, I suppose you could write in people, even though it's not advised. And it must be what people were doing. Uh, probably. Now here is we're getting back to to big whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Agents get involved. They go up to <laughs> they go up to whoever the media report person yeah. is. They're like, hey, my guy had a good year. Write him in. We can put this in contract negotiations. Of hey, my guy's an MVP vote getter. You want this guy? Maybe bump up the pay grade a little bit. And then it, the teams are like, okay, that's great. We're still poor. That's awesome. Um, and it doesn't I matter. Would, uh, I would do it for one really funny anecdote about um, Bob Lilly. <laughs> one anecdote that we're allowed to tell on the podcast. Yes. To yeah, 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 yeah. I get to do the all caps breaking like Bob Lilly doesn't <laughs> like peanut butter or something like like really asinine. But yeah. like anything to humanize him would be would be great. So that's pretty much all from the awards. I mean, I yeah. feel like a lot of them were pretty straightforward. Um, and then I guess now for the biggest news of the week. I mean, we have sort of big news, but not kind of big news. Charlotte self relegated. Who could have seen it coming? Yeah, uh, Charlotte was also apparently. News. Charlotte also was apparently trying to be bought, but the USL actually did something proactive and halfway decent, which was cool, I guess. But then the biggest shock that came out of nowhere that shocked even the players themselves. Um, OKC Energy decided that it would be a great idea to go into a self-induced coma for a year, which they will likely not wake up from, but fans will still hold on to hope forever and ever until another uh, Premier League striker comes along and decides, I'm going to invest in your club and send you to MLS 3. MLS Next Pro. My, my bad. I, it's yeah. hard to read. Get the um, name right. It looks. You should make the E in three. Yeah. It looks a lot like the American Horror Stories font. <laughs> Why did you do that to me? <laughs> um. So there's that. Yeah. But anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, OKC Energy decided to basically prolong themselves from folding they, they decided they decided that they couldn't find a stadium that was yep. fit to play on they said and they had been looking everywhere which there are lots of things that say maybe you weren't trying that hard or my god are you really that hated in the city um and it came out that the league only found out the apparently reports are that the league was told a week prior that it may happen we're told the day prior that it was happening and the players found out when Twitter announced it which is a great way to run your organization although their Twitter admin found out the Tuesday before Thanksgiving unless that was the owner because the Twitter admin no longer had a job and so they had to give the account over to the owner 
which is why they probably still posted the season ticket stuff because the owner had no idea that what uh, scheduled ticket or scheduled tweets are. They were like, hey, if we get your deposit, it's ours, you know, finders keepers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a bad thing all around. I mean, I think this was just either Oklahoma not doing their due diligence or just being lazy or probably a combination somewhere in between where I think if they have someone paying attention, they know this is coming with enough time to fix it. But either someone was not paying attention who should have been paying attention and they ran out of time or they didn't care and just sort of fine taking a year off. And either way, that's going to screw up the team because now you have players and what are you going to do? Do you cut all your players? Do you send your entire team out on loan for a year? And then you have the staff and all that and you kind of burn trust with your fan base. I mean, I don't know how, as a fan, you trust OKC. Even if they do come back next, well, 2023, I don't think you trust them as much. You kind of always have in the back of your mind of, well, you either intentionally or betrayed us because you're being malicious or being greedy or whatever, or you're incompetent enough to not realize your stadium was going to be going away for a year. Either way, it's a bad thing and a bad look. Yeah, I just... To me, I think there was already a little bit of distrust that came because of the owner that is there now. Uh, this was talked about before, and it Tulsa fans know this. He was also a partial owner of the Tulsa Roughnecks, who he sold his share off to the new owner of Tulsa, who is now FC Tulsa. And pretty much everybody who is a fan of Tulsa soccer is like, yeah, that guy almost destroyed soccer in Tulsa forever. And it just absolutely ruined the club. And it's a miracle that they rebounded the way that they did. And so Tulsa fans have been warning OKC fans for a while. And then this offseason, when they really didn't make any signings, they didn't make any changes, it was very obvious that they were mailing it in. And then they basically kind of locked into a tactically sound coach who willed a team to victory and pretty much just was like, we're just going to, we're going to pass the ball up to Bejev and then we're going to throw all of our men back and just pray to God that he scores. And the fans realized it. They had town meetings for Christ's sake because it was getting so bad. I don't think the OKC energy fans trusted him at all that or if they did they were very ill-informed or just ignorant or at least they trusted him to actually put a team on the field next year might be one of those that didn't trust him long term but I think even the most pessimistic fans didn't think the team would say we're going on a one year hiatus because we can't find a field to play on (sighs) You know, a, a few of us, I think, started hearing rumblings of this happening the night before. Mm. But I didn't really believe it. I thought there would have been more smoke to this fire for a lot longer than what it was. For for it just to kind of pop up one night and then happen the next day. It's astounding how quickly this happened. Especially since apparently... Yeah, let's assume that's the social media guy that actually posted this on Twitter. 
that if they knew since Tuesday, why did they tell the social media guy on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, but not yeah. the players? Why did the social media guy find out that much sooner? And it's there's a lot that was happening in OKC land that's just an absolute crap show. And by all reports of everybody I've talked to, it something tells me that a year-long hiatus is not long enough for them to get their crap together. I mean, uh, I love playing devil's advocate for ownership because that's fun. Um, if if what they said is true and they did just need a year off because their waiver was only for Taft and Taft is undergoing renovations, so it's not up to code for D2, like, yeah, I guess they could come back. But... Uh, to go back to not thinking this is going to end well for them, like they're going to be bad if they take a year off and come back. Like they're not going to be able to. I don't know. It's, it, yeah, yep. it's rough. Could they'll be an expansion team essentially? Yeah, yeah, essentially. I mean, they will be an expansion team. And I know with the player things, I remember I just found. I was looking to make sure I wasn't lying. I saw C.J. Cochran said he found out the morning of. Mm-hmm. Before it actually broke on Twitter, so they somewhat were ahead of the news, but by a few hours is still pretty bad. The this is maybe because you like they even said like the waivers only work for D two Division two. Yeah. Why didn't they self relegate for a year? They could have kept some of those players. They could yeah. have came up with a core of something. The You're fans at that point, yeah. The, the fans would have more trust because could they really not found anything that worked for any level of the USL? Because I'm sure the USL was probably would probably would have said, "Hey, we need anybody to play in the USL League One. Thank you for offering. Thank you so much." What? Was that really the only option they had, or was self-relegating a a slap in the face to very fragile, rich egos? Well, there's that part too, right? I mean, I also would think if you say they're going to self-relegate, there's a much higher chance that they never come back up. Then, I mean, if I mean, granted, doing what they did, there's a much higher chance they never exist. But I think yeah. self-relegating, if you go down for willingly, I don't think you're coming back. I, well, and then, yeah, the other thought I had is if you go down and then the idea is to bring you back up and then you finish, like, I don't know, how, how many? I never, this is great. I'm so glad I, have to, I can stop paying close attention to this. There's going to be, what, 20 teams in League One next year? Just say mid-table. Yeah, I was going to say, if they finish 10 out of 20... And then they go right back up to the championship. Like, that doesn't help anybody. Well, I think there's going to be even less than that because all the all the three team or all the two teams are leaving. So oh, true. it's going to be, I think it's going to be legit like Six. 10 or 11 Six teams. Again. Yeah, it's going to be very yeah, small. So they are very but much I, looking for anybody. But also yeah. the conversation is going to be voted on apparently next at next meetings of of pro rel at least there the conversations are happening now so that or whatever that confusion was i didn't think it was that big of a deal to be honest mm-hmm. um just bad wordage or just going back whatever it's it's the usl don't worry about it um if that those conversations are happening 
And even let's say they go down and they don't self-promote or they do not get promoted by USL by way of franchise or whatever. If Pro Rail comes around, they can come back up anyway. I think the whole point is if they come back at all. I think the energy fans would much rather root for a League One team than than nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, we don't know all the decision-making behind it, but it seems like the owner took the I lose the least money way out, where, worst case, he just sells the franchise after this next year. Mm-hmm. Which seems like the most likely route. Like I said, they'll find some other some other Premier League team or striker who is willing to put a minuscule amount of money in but uses their popularity to to mm-hmm. raise to raise their game if you will that sounds familiar yeah hmm. I mean let's all welcome the Oklahoma City's Lottons next in 2023 <laughs> Ooh, that's fun you know he's going to be an, an owner player manager somewhere yes I would love him to actually sponsor a team too and their logos and his, their sponsorship is just his face just plastered on the center of all the jerseys no 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 the back of their jerseys is his big old fuck off Lion tattoo on his back. See, that's I was thinking that I was thinking that the the badge was going to be more or less kind of like, um, you know, like oh my god, what, the Wizard of Oz, kind nice. of like okay. that, but it's like yeah. just like the human esque lion. I love that. He finds he finds the cheapest anime drawer he can find on Fiverr and says, "Make me a soccer logo, human lion," and they're like, "Got it." And then that's the logo. That's it. Say less, King. And then boom. <laughs> I mean, MLS next. MLS next gen should have just gone to Fiverr. Would have been better than what they came out with. Mm. I didn't realize maybe that, that they're. Uh, what's the one below the the D three that they just made? There's the next whatever, and then the MLS um, American Horror Story, and then MLS. Yeah. Um. The logo for the youth system. Yeah, the X, next. Yeah. The X looks just like... Do y'all any way... This may be just me talking to people my age, but the Disney Channel XD, or the X oh. one, yeah. like the old X logo. I recognize, X. I recognize XD, but I also just realized you called us both old. Yeah, well, what the fuck was that, man? Hey. I mean, that's actually probably true. But Don't lump well, me in with true-ish. the other Evan. Right? He's at least got like four years on me. Hey, my bad, guys. But it just reminds me of the old Damn X, kids. Disney X, and it. Does MLS have something with Disney? Because I feel like they definitely ripped. Well, that they off. Uh, they played all those games in the bubble out of uh, out of the wide world, wide world sports. So oh, maybe. that was the deal. They were like, we get to name, we get yeah, to yeah. take your old property that you use don't don't use anymore. In yeah. return, you the mouse doesn't sue us. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> they got a cut on the facility if they use the old X. <laughs> Don Garber's really just finding any way he can to. Yeah, yeah. And That's. I mean, if there's one critique I can throw at Jake Edwards on my way out is that he just doesn't have that cutting edge like Don Garber. You know, backroom deals like that they just don't exist here. I like to think that Jake Edwards and the Mouse are best friends. I mean, they're not. I mean, 
they're uh, yes they're in tampa bay but yeah. it's because if they were stationed in orlando it'd be way too obvious sure sure yeah. yeah you know how they have all the secret tunnels underneath disney world yeah, yeah that goes straight to jake edwards house wow that's huge of true i'm gonna be honest i mean are we sufficiently off topic now always great <laughs> The only other news was Charlotte self-relegating, and then the news coming out today that uh, Michigan Stars owner tried to buy Charlotte and self-reportedly was going to move the independence but was barred because of... Him not having any money? Well, partially, but also because... I forget the exact word. Basically... Territory, uh, territory. Wow, territory rights or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Detroit's too close. Yeah. So ha- it's it, this would have been a very bad view for the USL, considering all the public optics of Michigan Stars as a gen- in general is basically like they are a team full of Dominkos. And so it would have been a really bad move for the USL. And I think the territory rights were purely an excuse to block him. I feel like if they really wanted him and they maybe wanted even a derby between Detroit City and wherever he was going to move them in Michigan, it would have happened. But this was just their blanket excuse way of saying, hmm, this is already bad PR. Let's try to spin it as a slight positive. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's again just one of those weird ones. It'll be interesting to see what Charlotte does with their players because, as I've said a few times, that's probably from a neutral standpoint, being out west, one of the most fruitful players groups mm-hmm. in the league and probably the most hated ownership groups in the league. That kind of is always a conflicting thing. Like the I want the players to do well, but well, I also somehow want the owner to lose and, at the same and, time. And now you have a bunch of teams that are entering the Hugh Roberts sweepstakes. That and uh, Enzo Martinez. God. Yeah, I don't know. That. Yeah, there's definitely a half dozen players from Charlotte who will be a starter somewhere yeah. in the USL next year. Enzo Martinez. Louisville. <sighs> Of course. A lot of Legion fans have said that, God, we want to sign Enzo Martinez just so we can bench him. Like, there's a lot of... wild. (laughs) Because... That's a lot. Well, whenever we played them last year, you know, the four times, because that sucked, um, basically... He is the definition of someone who would give a purple nurple, but not for a tactical advantage, just to do it. And the thing is, is that... God, he's so good. I would love to have him on my team, but I want him never to step foot around the zip code if he's playing for the other team. It's like, God, I hate that guy, unless he's on my team. And so a lot of Legion fans are just like, God, I hate him, until he steps on the pitch and scores a goal, and then they're going to carry him off you know, on his shoulders, kind of like Rudy, and go on. So, okay, I'm kind of going back to OKC, but this is also off topic, which is just right up my alley. Sure. Um, imagine right now being either University of Oklahoma, okay. Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. 
Oklahoma City Thunder and an energy fan right now. Being an Oklahoma sports fan right now, unless you're in Tulsa, they are sufficiently having a bad time. <laughs> I will take your word for it because I don't pay attention yeah, to where, college where, football um, or NBA, really. Where are you going with that? Okay, so... Okay. I think he's saying they all suck right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, with, like, like that's the that's the. That's just okay, the, okay, we're, that's just we're, the we're in the mindset. We're in the mindset. Yeah, it's the new Sacramento. Where is there more? We just have misery in sports and false hope, and that's all we have out here. I mean, it's just kind of like it seemed like everything was going great beforehand. Of you know, Oklahoma had Lincoln Riley, and then just out of nowhere, he's like, "Yeah, never mind. I'm going to Southern Cal." And then Oklahoma State fans are like, "That sucks for you. I hate that for you. That's tough, buddy." And then they're one, and then they're one inch short, literally one inch short of winning the Big Twelve championship and going to the playoffs. That sucks. And then you're Oklahoma City, and you get blown out by over seventy points in the largest deficit of you know largest deficit of defeat ever in the NBA history. And then the next day, you find out that your favorite soccer team is basically folding. All that happened within a week of each other. I, I feel like everybody in Oklahoma besides Tulsa is just depressed. That was it. I'd make a joke about Tulsa here, but, you know, they didn't make the playoffs either. Yeah, they did. They did? Yep. Oh, well, they crashed out so fast, I forgot they did. Well, they had the unfortunate... A goal of playing Tampa Bay back before Lauro decided to do his best Ronaldo impression. Oh yeah, they did, and I, they might have been happier not making the playoffs given what happened in that game. This is true. Well, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that seems like all the USL news going on right now, unless. Anybody has something out of left field besides Caldwell going to Colorado? Colorado yeah, that was cool. Didn't expect that, but that's cool. Yeah, that's uh, it's my new it's my new team again. I'm just gonna really I'm in for it. Bethlehem Steel West. Um, yeah, Colorado Springs is starting to shape up to be a team who, after not being yeah. that relevant in the USL for a few years, yeah. is starting to get back into that conversation of they're dangerous. Best best dressed coach in the league. There you go. That's the award. That's it. Yeah, I mean this is kind of a shot at my own coach, but you know, the the jeans and the jeans and polo shirt don't really do yeah, it for yeah, me. Get it out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Just just be well dressed. I say this yeah. as a person who that's all I wear too, so I guess my issue is I don't want to see my soccer coach look just like me. So. There it is. Yeah, that's really deep down. That's what we're all afraid of. Yeah, it's kind of like the PE coach that looks just like me. Like that's an issue, pal. Um, but I digress. Thank you guys for you know the first the end of the first show of a of a new era. Yeah. Uh, Evan, you got any uh-huh. last words for us? Uh. uh yeah, I, I um, thank you to everyone who like listened to this, because um, that was that's weird to me that people cared enough to like put up with this for as long as they did or at all, really. Because um, I mean, Christ, between 
Pony, Kevin, Phil, Ryan, myself, uh, way too many other people um, that we're just doing this as, I, I think, a way to validate our insanity for many years. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think we ever said anything of any intrinsic value. And when we did, it was only when we put a microphone in front of somebody else because we tricked them to sitting down with us for periods of time. Um, under the guise of an interview when we really just wanted to nerd out about soccer players. Um, I've met or have continued to talk to uh, some of my best friends on this planet um, through this, which is kind of upsetting because it, it hasn't been in any uh, way that's meaningful or, or uh, interesting to like my mom um, but that's the way <laughs> life goes I guess um, and then uh, it was really weird to throw up a whole life story at the former captain of uh, North Carolina Football Club and he will forever be way too kind for doing that um, in a uh, uh, just a just a really weird turn of events because I think I was in uh, the parking lot of the Whole Foods I worked at at the time when I came up with the idea of Austin Deleuze interviewing me and he went, I'm really bad at that, but okay. Uh, now he was a commentator recently for North Carolina FC. I'm rambling again. I do that a lot. Um, yeah, this has been really weird. I, I, I will show up just to check in on Kaler every once in a while and spew hot takes about how right I was, about how good Colorado Springs was going to be, and then maybe talk more about how Santi Moar is, is a wonderful player. Um, but yeah, thanks to anyone who I wasted their time with this uh, with. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I would like to say you're welcome to Ryan Madden for giving him his job at Austin FC. Um, I would like to say you're welcome to Mike Watts for being so bad at this. He got a show on Sirius. Um, and <laughs> I would like to say you're welcome to uh, Jake Edwards and the rest of the front office at USL Championship for... Um, not being the Evan named Pony, so that way they could just say, hey, there's this guy in, in Pennsylvania who talks a lot but doesn't say anything of value. Be worried about him. Um, and I'd like to say thank you to Jake, or, or you're welcome to Jake Edwards for um, helping lead the um, MLS 2 team exodus out of USL Championship because Bethlehem did it uh, first. So um Thanks, everyone, for letting me talk at you for <laughs> five years. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and I'll be, I'll be back occasionally to spew my weird brand of vitriol and sarcasm at you, I'm sure. So the stuff that you normally do. Well, yeah, but, you know, just less frequently. You know, oh. It seems special. And now, uh, the other Evan, Pony. You don't want to do that. Don't do it. I'm gonna I say, yeah, no one told me we had to be preparing remarks tonight, so I have not done anything on that sorts. But you thought I wrote that it's, yeah. been, it's well, I haven't even been really thinking about it. Have we it, ever been but prepared? It's been it's yeah, a yeah. weird, yeah, it's been a weird ride. I mean, when I got asked to do this, what, again, let me like four years ago, I thought it was a half joke because I'm like, well, I mean, it's always I been a half even, joke. Well, I mean, I thought it was half joke I was being asked because oh, sure. I didn't even podcast at all. I just wrote some number stuff and projections and all those type of things. And 
It turned into this. It turned into talking with people who know so much about so many different teams and so many different players that I have to do research ahead of time or they're going to start rattling off names and I go, I don't know who that is and try to fake it going through the conversations, which was a lot of the time. But, I mean, I got to go to games in places I never expected to go to. I got some cool things and got to meet a lot of cool people and connect with fans and player bases and teams and all these and players who I never thought I would ever get to talk to or be important to or even be remotely important in the USL sphere because I mean I was just I was one of those people that argue in the YouTube comments back <laughs> way in the day for people who remember that chat the good old days that was always that was always fun and that's what kind of got me into this and it's given me so many just opportunities in life to do these things that 10 years ago if you told me I was a podcaster and people wanted to hear what I had to say about these I would have just laughed in her face and said that's a lie because there's no way I'm ever going to do anything like that so I guess to everyone who has interacted with me in a positive way and even in negative ways to a certain extent it's been it's been a trip it's been one of those things that whatever happens I won't forget and like Evan I might try to come back a few times here and there even though depending on what life holds I might be in a time zone that doesn't really help that next year but we'll see as that moves on and thanks for listening to me and listening to all of us you've really given all of us uh, given all of us an experience I don't think any of us ever thought we would get to have and for me I would just like to in this as a thank you to both of you because as someone who is an outsider whenever you're definitely in the middle of this you probably don't understand what's happening but as someone who's an outsider who listened to the usl show who saw the evolutions who saw everything happen you guys changed the landscape of usl reporting and usl talking about i mean there's a lot of influence you guys have had over not myself and the way that I run my USL podcast and I know many other people around the USL world and yeah maybe the USL world might be our sm- a small little bubble but it yeah, is it's just our, us that's what you're saying we we were really influential over ourselves right that's all because that's you don't lie to me like this it was listen <laughs> it was a small bubble but it's our small bubble and in a way what you guys did you know and everybody along the way who was involved with the usl show it really legitimate it really legitimized that not all there not only is doing content in the usl something that people want but it can thrive and it can create real fan bases and real connections with people and I say this as everybody else who have listened to this for a day, a few months, or years. Uh, thank you guys for everything y'all did to to make this a possibility for people like me to even start doing and giving me the opportunity to continue what you guys have so wonderfully built. Pony, I figured it out. Oh. He just meant that because we were so bad at this. 
he could get the job. The door, from us. yeah, the door's open. He's like, if these fucking guys, anyone can do it. Well, I mean, that I makes a lot more sense. I thought he was. I thought it was like a really nice, like sappy, uh, unnecessary and unwarranted sort of thank you to us for like. Like, like being, he said, like influential in there. That was weird. Did you hear that? I heard that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd ever describe myself as influential. Maybe not. I mean, I've been under a couple influences before, but never influential. Well, I think we've been under the influence more than once on this podcast. Well, I mean, there's but, that you know. too, but we don't have to talk about that week. Well, um, I'm pretty sure that the USL show Twitter account has like over 2,000 followers, which officially. Makes I mean, if you, you want to get, if you want to get technical about it, it has over 200. It has, it has a uh, 2,200 and some change. Hmm. And I remember when it had triple digits. 2,300. Yeah. So, thanks, guys. <laughs> Whatever. You're welcome. And thank you to the people that are listening. To everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Massive thank you to the people listening. Um, thank you guys so so much. I'm just your new host Kaylor Hodges, and see you guys in the next one. See y'all.